Hey, y'all. Welcome back to your favorite podcast in the entire world, nay, the entire universe. Trusted sources tell me. Uncommon sense. actually have no idea if this is y'all's favorite podcast. I know a lot of y'all listen to it, so that's exciting. I think that a lot of you do like this podcast a lot, and that's that makes me feel good. That makes me feel very, very warm and fuzzy. I love that you guys like to listen to me talk about all of these things. I think that they're all very important things to talk about, and I especially love when I have guests on the show to talk about all of these important topics with me. I love interviewing people. It's more like a conversation on this podcast, which I really appreciate and enjoy. Like Interviewing just sounds really formal to me, and the the people that I decide to have on my podcast, I just like to have a conversation. You know, I like for us to be people who are having a conversation about something, not something formal and superficial and stupid. Speaking of which, we are going to be having a special guest on the show today. We're going to be talking to Kayla, who I found on Twitter because she had a viral tweet that I saw and I really thought it was like an important message in that viral tweet. I think she got like over 17 or 18,000 likes and retweets and all of that good stuff. So Kayla, before we get into, I guess, your tweet and everything that we're going to talk about surrounding that idea. Um, can you just let everybody know who you are and just a little bit about yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Kayla. I'm a college student in New York. I major in journalism and I'm 20 years old. Amazing. Well, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I also am really appreciative of you coming on such short notice. Y'all, Kayla came on with such short notice, and I greatly appreciate that, Kayla. Um, before we get into everything, I just kind of want to read over your viral tweet and then get your thoughts on it before I give my thoughts on it, and then we can get into a more in-depth conversation about all of this. But I just want to read the tweet first. I think that's a good place to start. So her viral tweet reads, quote, Quote, I can't believe we live in a time where sex work is glorified, but being a stay-at-home mom is seen as degrading. And that's just so true. Like, that's so true. Um, so can you, I just want to give you an opportunity to talk more about your tweet and the idea behind it before I, I go in with all of my thoughts. Yeah, of course. So basically, I was just talking about how whenever a woman expresses you know, that she wants to have an OnlyFans or become a stripper or get into porn, she gets so much positive encouragement for it. You know, people say that she's a strong, independent woman, that she's taking control of her body, she's empowered. But whenever a woman, you know, decides that, hey, I want to be a stay-at-home mom, I want to take care of my husband and children and be a homemaker, it's like the complete opposite. Mm. So much negativity She's called lazy, she has no ambition, you know, she doesn't have a real job, and I just think it's uh, almost kind of funny how as a society, we've gotten to a point where having sex for money is more honorable than taking care of your family at home. Yeah, that's so true. And it's so powerful. I mean, that is is really what we're seeing in society right now is that these women who are selling their bodies, uh, they are seen in a, in a better light than women who choose to stay home and choose to raise their kids and choose to make a household and choose to serve their husbands. Like we're definitely seeing this shift away from traditional values and away from morality. Like we really are. We are losing 
losing morality in our culture. And everybody who listens to my podcast knows that I'm a Christian. So I definitely believe in the biblical gender roles and what each of those mean for each of the genders and how we're supposed to complement each other, not compete with each other. I think that there are just high, high costs to a society that just worships, um, worships sex to the point where if you are just one of these OnlyFans girls or you are selling your body somehow or you are doing porn or something like that, that if that is seen as better than serving your kids and serving your husband and serving your family and your community, that's a problem. Like that's a problem. It's detrimental to society. And I don't think that these women know that or think about that. And I guess I just want to talk a little bit about the feminist (laughs) movement too, because they have nothing to say about this. Like, and if they do have something to say about this, it's all positive words. It is all encouragement. It is all, you know, hashtag girl boss, you go girl. Like you are really empowered right now. You go and just completely objectify yourself. And it's always the women who are saying men stop objectifying us, but girl, like y'all are objectifying yourselves. Like what, what is like, how do they not see that? I don't understand. And I feel like even if you aren't a Christian, you know, your body's supposed to be sacred, given that to anyone. And for us to normalize something so just ridiculous and is is degrading is absolutely is just crazy to me. Yeah. And I think it comes from a place of such self disrespect and that's just what I call it. It is self disrespect. And they always talk about, you know, have, have self-respect. These are the, these are the communities that are like, have self-respect, have self-love. Well, what in the world is this? Because it isn't, it is self disrespect. It is self unlove and it is not good for anybody involved. It's not good for the consumer. It's not good for the producer. It's not good for anybody. Um, I'm really worried that we live in a society that has a demand for this. I mean, that's a whole other conversation for another day. I'm going to be doing a porn episode uh, shortly with a really cool guy. Y'all definitely don't want to miss that um, about the porn industry and how detrimental that is to everybody. But yeah, I mean, these women do not think about what they're really doing. And I've seen all of these posts that these women are putting up on the internet. Um, you know, they're like in their new apartments, their new fancy apartments and they're, and they have their keys and they're just like, thanks only fans. And it's like, they don't stop to think about what they're actually doing. They don't stop to think about how much it really is self-disrespect and, and self-unlove. They don't, they, they think it's empowering. They think it's cool. They think it's trendy. They think it's something that is uh, applauded by society. And sadly right now it is. And we really need to see, we really need to see society turn the other way. We have got to stop objectifying ourselves, objectifying other people. We've just got to turn it around. And it just makes me so sad. Like it's so incredibly sad to think about all the other things that these women have to offer to the world and yet they are jumping on this OnlyFans porn, you know, selling themselves and and doing sex work train. Like they jump on that because they think it's 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 just empowering and, and it's not. It's not at all. Yeah, and then I think it also ties into like male validation as well, you know. They claim that women who want to be stay at home moms are like pick me's when really they're the pick me's because with sex work they make their money off of men. 
they make their money off of, you know, being desired by men and getting validation from them. So they're also hypocrites, too. Yeah, you bring up a good point with the validation. I think that that's not gender specific. I've seen both genders do this, but they seek validation from the opposite sex. And usually, almost always, it's because they don't have or they haven't found, rather, their higher purpose, their higher calling. They haven't found that. And so they distract themselves with getting validation from the opposite gender. Like that is how they feed their ego. That is how they feed that longing to feel like they're doing something and to feel like they're desired and they're important and they're special. Um, But if these women would just kind of step back and, and honestly, the men who are, who are buying quote unquote, these women, um, if they, if everybody would just step back and think about this higher, higher purpose, higher calling that they just have to find, they just have to like take the time away from buying only fan girls and, and being only fan girls. Like, if, if they would just take time to find that bigger purpose and to go after it uh, wholeheartedly and to not be distracted by all of this nonsense, then they wouldn't be doing any of this in the first place. Like you just wouldn't have that deep, dark hole inside of you that needed to be filled with all of this nonsense. And I just want to add, I mean, your purpose, your higher calling, that isn't necessarily you becoming a superhero and saving the world. Like it's not necessarily you becoming a career woman or any of that. Like you can find your higher purpose, your higher calling calling in being a a stay-at-home mom or in being a housewife like that is not the end of the world if that is your dream like I just feel like so many women feel like the culture is pushing them into these other roles that maybe they didn't naturally want but they feel like they have to want that or they're not like a hashtag boss babe Um, and I say this as somebody who has multiple businesses and I've definitely gone off into the career world that's fine for me it works for me I definitely still want to settle down someday I'll always work. I know that. But it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. And if you want to just be a mom and to be a wife and to take care of your home, there is no shame in that. There is no shame in that. And I think more women need to be told that because the culture is is really just trying. And it's funny because the culture is like, you can be anything you want to be, except you can't be this or you're stupid and lame and we hate you. Would you would you agree with all? that yeah i agree 100 percent. you know um they think it's validation but when really these men don't respect you these men are not looking at you the way you think they are they're not seeing you as valuable or so as someone who they'd want to marry or take seriously so they're not even getting the positive validation that they think they are the only people who are really you know actually see this as a positive thing are women you know Men on, especially on Twitter, men talk about all the time how these girls are whores and how they'll never marry them or take them seriously. And it's sad, honestly. Yeah, and I think that circles back around to, you know, how these OnlyFans girls, like, they, they act like they don't want a husband, they don't want kids, they don't want to settle down, they don't want to raise a family, they don't want to do any of that. I mean, they they definitely make it seem like they don't even want any of that, which to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I am somebody who does want that. I just, I just don't understand how you, how anybody doesn't want that. I mean, I know that the culture has told people that the nuclear
your family is square and like it's not cool and you don't want that you want your freedom you but what happens like what happens when these women get to be 55 and they don't have a husband they don't have kids they don't have a family they don't have anybody around and then what I mean what are they going to be doing OnlyFans when they're like 60 I, I don't even know that world but I would imagine not so I just think that these women are going to live to regret these decisions that they've made and probably much sooner than than a lot of people think that they will like I think they're going to regret it much sooner than people think they're going to get old they're going to get lonely they're not going to have a family they're not going to have a husband and self-love is going to turn into self-hate very very quickly for a lot of people um it's just like you can't self-love so much that you have nothing left to give anybody else and I just feel like that that is a big problem or a big factor I should say into why a lot of people are deciding to not have a family they just they're so enveloped in this whole self-love movement that they can't even imagine loving somebody else not fully not truly not really like they can't actually imagine sacrificing like sacrificial love that's that's like Jesus level love um, but for family you do have to sacrifice and I, I don't think that a lot of people these days are prepared or willing or maybe both like to, are able to do that and I I worry about what is is going to result from that um, I, I really don't think it's going to be good for anyone but if you're like us and you're telling them there might be a better way they call us sexist yes we're women but they will still call us sexist they will say we are internalizing misogyny which I always think is so so freaking funny when people um, call like Candace Owens racist I just think that that's hilarious I think it's hilarious when women tell me that I'm sexist against women like hello knock knock hello uh, I'm a woman did y'all know that I just think these women they're going to get old they're going to get lonely and they're going to live to regret these decisions they they just are yeah this is the main reason why I feel like this whole sex movement has gotten so popular is because people don't value family anymore you know like the women they don't want to be wives they don't want to be mothers they don't want to settle down you know and if you think about it a lot of the feminists who first started the movement they had traditional values you know um, a lot of them waited until marriage to have sex. A lot of them practiced celibacy. It was actually frowned upon for women back then to have sex or get pregnant before marriage. It was like a big thing. Now it's like normal. And then with baby mama culture, it's like this whole thing is just leading to more problems. Baby mama culture, you know, people, families aren't staying together. People are getting divorced for the stupidest reasons now. Like, you know, it just has so many negative down effects since we've normalized giving our bodies to just anyone. Yeah, I definitely think you're right. And I and I think, you know, I'm always constantly worried about the mental health of these women. And I'm, I'm also very worried about the mental health of these men. I don't think that, you know, maybe they think it's cool. Maybe they think it's cool. They're like, oh, we have all of these new age feminists just throwing themselves at us. Um, you know, maybe they think that that's cool. Like maybe they, maybe they think that they like that. But I don't think that that really deep, deep down that they really do. I don't think that they really do. Because like we were saying, they call these women women, sluts, whore, all these horrible names on the internet. I wouldn't say unjustifiably, um, but it does let you know like how they view them and how else are they supposed to view them? Like how else are they supposed to view them? I think that these women, you know, acting like they're super empowered, these men calling them all these horrible names, you know, on the internet and, and to their friends, it's like, 
okay, no, you're not empowered. And actually these men, men don't actually want to be treating women this way. They don't actually want to be treating women this way. It makes them feel horrible. Um, like the mental health all around is doing really, really bad. And of course you can't say any of that because it's not woken. And so therefore I guess it's not right, but it, it's something that we need to talk about and to take into consideration way, way more. Um, people are just so superficial about everything. And, and it's not just empowerment and, and men paying for sex. There's a lot more going on underneath the surface. And we just need to take a look at it. I also constantly worry about the babies that are going to result from sex work. Like I, I worry about that and nobody else thinks about that. But why, why do we always forget about the kids? Why do we always forget about the children? Um, it's just like, what is that just a casualty? The abortions that result from sex work and we're all just okay with that. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not okay with that. What about the kids? You guys, what about the kids? Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of different angles um, and a lot of different downsides to, to, to sex work that a lot of people aren't talking about, but that's why we're doing this podcast. And that's why you and I are talking about it. And I do think that more people need to be vocal about how, how bad it is and how bad it is for everyone. But I do think that you're right. You know, we, they have made the family unit very, very unappealing to people. This is a political podcast. I think that, you know, the left has really gone through a lot of hoops to make sure that the family looks bad and that you don't want a family. But just think about whether or not you really want one. If anybody's out there listening to this podcast and is just like, oh, I just, I don't know if I want a family. Maybe I, I think it's cool to not have a family. Think about where you're going to be in a decade or two and you have no family. Like, what is that really what you want? want for yourself i mean do you not want to have kids do you not want to have i mean the kids are like your biggest legacy in life i mean i just don't understand um but the left definitely made family seem uncool and i just think we need to re-highlight like the benefits of having a family in in multiple ways and y'all just need to understand the left demonized the family unit so that they could deify their social movements that is what it is that is what happened you guys you a lot of y'all bought into it too what's gonna happen what did you think was gonna happen when they um, trashed the nuclear family the left trashed the nuclear family they said oh it's a trap you don't want a family why why would you ever want a family why would you want people to lean on and to support you and to be there for you why would you want that the left has an excellent marketing team much much better than the right has ever had and that shows but i mean y'all bought into it y'all definitely bought into it and y'all joined all of these stupid social movements that you didn't even know anything about um and you got bamboozled out of a bunch of money as i mentioned on the last episode y'all need to listen to black lives matter doesn't care about black lives i think that's what i call the last episode but it's about them buying mansions with the donation money from b LM and none of it went to help black lives. Um, but y'all bought into it and it all started with their demonization of the family unit. The left hates the family and it's, it's for a reason. It's never just because. We've just got to remind everybody about how important the family unit is, how beneficial the family unit is to everybody in said family, and and just remind people that that's the only way we get back to any sort of societal place of morality or real true fulfillment. It's the only way. I promise OnlyFans and sex work is is, is just not. It's just not going to be fulfilling. I promise.
Yeah, I think what's also weird is that a lot of these OnlyFans girls, these are mothers. A lot of them have children. Like, these are women with kids. And um, I've even seen some kids um, online saying that, you know, they're being bullied because kids from school found their mom OnlyFans, you know, and kids on school in school have been watching their mom's sex tapes and stuff like that. It's really damaging. Like, to the children as well yeah and that and that kind of brings to mind the whole kim kardashian sex tape fiasco uh in entertainment news recently i saw where she was talking about how there was apparently like a new sex tape or something and she was talking to somebody on the phone and she was like i can't have this get out i i need to protect my reputation and my children um and and that's so true that that it's a definitely more of a thing where where people actually have to worry about that um um, but why not just never make it? Like, why not just never make it, you guys? Like, I, I don't understand how it even gets to that level of being a problem. And, and when mothers are on OnlyFans, I, I cannot imagine the devastation to their children. Like, uh, having their friends come up and say that they're, they're, they know that their mom is on OnlyFans. Y'all, that is so toxic to society. Like, that is so toxic for little kids to be finding anything about that. Like, that's so toxic. Don't put it out there. Don't do it. This is what I'm talking about. You're going to live to regret it. You're going to live to regret it um it, it blows my mind too because i see all of these uh you know like mothers doing tiktok dances with their daughters and they're like sexual type dances on tiktok like it, it's one thing to pimp yourself out it's another thing to pimp yourself out and your daughter and pimp your daughter out too like why are y'all pimping your daughters out on tiktok i don't understand like i really do not understand how desensitized the entire culture has to be for it to be normalized for mothers to go do sexual dances on tiktok with their daughters i do not understand I, it's not computing it's not computing in my brain what is wrong with you guys i i don't i don't understand how this is empowering or something that we want to be teaching our daughters i don't understand it i my brain again is glitching i told you guys how my brain just glitches sometimes when i'm doing the podcast because it gets so infuriated by how stupid everybody is like how immoral how disgusting these are your daughters how do people think that this is okay and it isn't only fans issue but it is seeping onto all other social platforms i mean there is porn on every social platform basically but they take down the honest truth that other people are posting not porn just words just like literal like honesty those posts are banned but people can it's perfectly okay for them to pimp themselves out or to pimp even their daughters out yes i actually went viral on tiktok like a few months ago before i deleted my account uh you know because i was expressing these views about how people are you know glorifying sex work and how women encouraging young women minors to get into sex work it's it's borderline pedophilia in my opinion why are you encouraging young girls to give their bodies up for sex when they get older and the video like blew up and i was getting attacked for it in the comments mm. and i'm like there are literally girls over here posting you know provocative dances with their children and no one says anything everyone applauds them they get many likes and positive comments but when i'm over here saying the truth like hey this is damaging to our youth you know i get attacked for it 
Yeah, well, first I want to applaud you for standing up on TikTok and and just stating the facts and telling the truth because, you know, people are going to be mad. They're going to be very, very mad. And that's what I've learned in my personal experience is people are disagreeing with you the loudest when they know you're right. That is what I have learned. Liars hate honesty. They hate it. And they will do anything to shut it down. But I, I just applaud you for, for being honest on TikTok and, and stating the truth. But these girls, and I have noticed it too, I don't even think it's borderline pedophilia. I think it's all pedophilic. Like I think it is genuinely just pedophilic because these girls, and I've noticed they're getting younger and younger, but the content is getting more and more sexualized. That is, a, that's just a problem. And maybe we want to think about that a little bit more going into uh, the future of what we're going to be doing on the internet like why don't we think about it more why don't we think about it more again i just don't know why the the safety of the kids comes last i don't know why that perpetually is just how it is are we that selfish these days you guys are we that selfish um it worries me. Um, but it also makes me think about like, what kind of future are we setting these girls up for? If we're encouraging this kind of behavior on social media now, when they're super, super young, like what kind of future are we setting them up for? Uh, this episode is, uh, is about only fans and sex work and, and how those are not the routes you want to take. And being a housewife or stay at home mom is not, is not horrible. And maybe some people need to think about turning towards that instead of turning towards only fans and sex work, but I just want to talk about sex work a little bit because the term makes no sense to me. I don't think sex work should ever be a thing. I don't think it should exist. I don't think it technically does exist in my, in my world of, of life and understanding things. It just makes no sense to me because the way I look at it, and this is the way I've always looked at it. If you worked at like a normal corporate office job and your boss pulled you in and he was just like, Hey, I need you to do this sex act for me. And you work here and I pay you and it's sex work. If you're not okay with with that scenario, then you should not be okay with anything revolving around sex work because that is is really the equivalent of what you're saying you support. You're supporting uh doing sex acts for pay. Like and so why wouldn't your boss be able to ask you to come into office and do a sex act on him if you believe in sex work and you think it's real work, then why wouldn't that be okay? We're just setting girls up for very dismal futures when we encourage them sexualizing themselves on the internet. And it, and it just makes me think, you know, about porn and prostitution and how these women that go into these, if you want to call them fields, I don't believe in sex work, so I don't believe in that. But if you want to call them fields, then we're, we're setting women up for disaster. But it's, it's a, a lot of the time, it's very desperate women who even go into these things like prostitution and porn work. They're very desperate. Like, they're very desperate. So I feel like women need to want better for themselves. But I feel like we also as a society need to present better options for for women that are desperate. And what's interesting is, you know, back years and years ago, when there were prostitutes, these were usually women who were very poor. And they were doing this to survive, you know, they some of them had no choice, it was either be a prostitute or your kids are going to starve to death. Whereas today, a lot of these women who are on OnlyFans, they're not poor at all. These are regular middle-class women who are just doing this for fun. Like, they enjoy having OnlyFans. They enjoy doing porn. Like, it's not even a necessity for them. Um, and I think now when we have things like government assistance and welfare, which I'm also against, um, 
it's really no excuse as to why women should be doing this, you know, and, and the left, they like to make all types of excuses, like, oh, you know, some women need to feed their families, you know, I mean, like, McDonald's is hiring, you can go anywhere and find a job without, you know, giving away your self-respect yeah and I think that that's fair I think that that's true I think back in the day you know it was more of a desperation thing I think it's still a desperation thing for some women uh maybe they just don't feel like they can do anything else I don't really know um but I I do think you're I do think you're right and I do think that it's more of a validation thing these days for these women and a way to just make extra cash I guess um but I do see a lot of these girls posting like I said earlier like in their in their apartments with their keys and they're like thanks only fans so i do think there is like a, a a faction of people who do like that's just how they make their money and they were desperate without it um but how do you, how would you suggest that we reach through like people like you and i who are trying to tell women you know there's there are other things you can do there are other passions and dreams to chase like this this is really bad for you like how do we how do you think that we reach through and really talk to them because like you said you know you tried to tell people on tiktok and they just lashed out at you well, I also think it's like what you said, and um, no one's valuing family anymore. A lot of these girls, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them come from broken families. You know, it's its its very rare that you see a girl that came from a loving, you know, two-parent household go down this path. It's usually the girls who have daddy issues, the girls who, you know, was raised by single moms who sometimes goes down this path. And I feel like it's just kind of like a... a, a a dangerous cycle it's like you know kids coming from these broken families growing up you know looking for validation from strange men on the internet because they haven't gotten it from their own fathers also now that we're no longer valuing traditional values no one's celibate no one's waiting till marriage no one wants to have kids or even get married you know we don't even know what a woman is apparently i know people are saying they don't even know what a woman is so it's like when we get rid of all these traditional values what a woman is what a man is this is what we get we get women having sex on the internet for money yeah well we i mean we get chaos like we just get chaos with that and i mean like we were saying earlier you don't have to be religious to understand that this is just abhorrent like this is morally detestable and i just feel like we can do so much better for people and say you know and be honest with them and just say this is you giving up your dignity and your self-respect and there's nothing empowering about degrading yourself down to you being stripped down and and thinking that that's like that's something that's good and and that's strengthening somehow it's the most disgusting depraved and degrading thing that i can conjure up in my mind um but these feminists are saying that it is empowering and i just feel like we owe it to these girls to be honest with them about what it is that they're actually what they're actually doing i mean these photos will live in infamy will live in infamy for these girls haunt them for the rest of their lives these photos and videos but they don't think about that and nobody talks about that but I also agree with you um, about how it all stems from a lack of traditional values and and possibly you know from not having a good home life probably a lot of these girls didn't have a very great home life like probably they grew up without a father or a mother figure in the household and they kind of just grew into seeking that validation somewhere else um, so if we really if we really delved deep into the issue like I do think that it, it does start with just a family having a strong family unit there can be abusive families out there they're going to be abusive uh, parents that stay together and shouldn't probably um, but if we just have 
like wholesome, real good, like parent figures and have a strong family unit. And they know that they, these girls growing up, they know that they're always going to have their parents there for them. Um, and, and traditional values and upholding morals, you know, from a very early age. Like I do think that it could help in the way of how these girls are raised, but also boys, you know, also boys growing up, they need a strong family. They need a strong moral structure around them so that these boys aren't growing up into being the type of men that would even create a marketplace for these girls to do, uh, you know, OnlyFans type of stuff. Like we need to, it's like a two pronged thing in my mind where it's like, we have to, uh, go back to traditional values. We have to uphold moral decency and display that for our kids as they're growing up for our girls and for our boys. I mean, we need to, we need to have, you know, the boys not creating the marketplace and the girls not catering to it. And it all does start with having a strong family unit that, upholds moral values yes i i agree 100 percent. and they don't even tell you you know the downsides to sex work they only show you the good stuff like oh you're making money you're working for yourself but there's so many women who have left the sex industry who are absolutely traumatized you know they speak of all the horrors they went through um a lot of them have stds you know hiv you know chlamydia they call all these things a lot of them had unwanted pregnancies you know it's like it's not as wonderful and glamorous as you think it is you know this is costing you your body and if you ever decide like hey i don't want to do sex work anymore how are you going to find a job your employer can easily search up your name and see you you know naked on Pornhub or something yeah i think that that's definitely true and those are the parts that people don't talk about i mean they talk about how it's empowering and how you're a strong woman and how you're independent and taking care of yourself uh you know not talking about how they're doing that really and they're not talking about the the negative consequences like you're talking about that can result from that um and you know it's weird because they they will say that we're like people like you and i are are sexist but but to me it's it's them it's them the people who are encouraging that girls go out and behave this way and make their money this way um they're the real sexist like they're the real sexist because they are they are they are degrading women they are reducing women to their sexual appeal and that's it they are literally they are doing and it and it oh it makes me it makes me go crazy to think about all the ways that they twist it into trying to sound like an empathetic compassionate thing to be for these women degrading themselves and pushing them into these careers where like you said you know they come out they have stds they have unplanned pregnancies they have like they can't get another job after that because they're they're you know their employers like you said they can easily find them on pornhub like they don't think about all of the negative consequences of sex work and nobody tells these girls that because they are sexist because they are sexist and they enjoy using these women and they don't understand the women don't understand that they are somehow they don't understand that they're being used and the porn industry Oh my gosh, y'all. I have a guy who he has made it his personal mission to destroy the porn industry and actively, I mean, his job is to get men to quit porn in 30 days or less. And he has great success with that. Um, But the porn industry, people just do not understand all of the terribleness. Somehow they don't understand all of the terribleness that goes on behind the scenes of that. Um, You know, the sex trafficking, the rape, the pedophilia. It's like, I just think that people just 
genuinely the people who uh, who produce for the porn industry and the people who consume for the porn industry, they don't want to know the truth about their vices because then, you know, they can't partake in their vices as um, clear consciously. Is that even a good okay way to put that? Um, but you got to know the truth about these things. You got to know the truth about these things. And so I'm going to be doing an episode with a guy that knows a, a whole lot about porn and what gets people even into the state of being addicted to porn and also uh, what's going on in the porn industry itself. It's just a disaster. It's a disaster. And, and you're right. These women don't understand. They don't understand the trauma until I think a lot of times they don't understand the trauma until after they get out of it and they're on the other side. And then they're like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? Like, Oh my gosh, what have I done? Um, and so I just feel like it is, you know, people again, like you and I, it's our job and anybody, honestly, to, to, to warn these women about, about these things, warn them about it. There's just so much moral rot in this country right now. Like so much degeneracy that people actually do have to be reminded, you know, what is wrong and what is right. The people need to be reminded. They don't know anymore. And I would say that they don't care. I mean, I, think that apathy is the real pandemic these days worldwide like people don't care anymore and they need to be reminded that there are a lot of things to to care about and that it's good to care and I, I also just want to say you know like even again if you're not a Christian if you're not even religious like that is completely fine I mean but you should still understand that you that just from a logical standpoint that like your body is where you live you don't have anywhere else to live like that is your vessel of containing your soul in in this world and why are you disrespecting your body so much like even if you're not you know the most moral person or the most religious person why are you disrespecting your body like that just from a sanity logical standpoint why there are just so many other things to do in the world like there are so many other passions to to be had than to degrade yourself on the internet um you know, and, and it makes me sad to think of all the potential that a lot of these women probably do have. Um, and they're shirking it off and they're ignoring it for either a fast buck or a fast ego boost. I don't know what they get out of this. Um, I, I, it's just, it makes me so sad to think about all the potential that is just being ruined, um, by them choosing to go down this route. I mean, they're, they're ruining their potential by doing this because again, the future employers, anybody who wants to can find them on the internet. It ruins opportunities, um, real opportunities. And it just makes me so sad as somebody who has like a ton of passions. Like I can't think of anything that doesn't fascinate me. Um, it just makes me sad to think that they're going to have a much harder time when they do finally realize that this was a disastrous decision that they made. Like it's going to make, they're going to have a much harder time going after their real passion. And I just wish that more people would tell them the truth so that they could just completely avert ever getting into this world and this realm. And so that they could just pursue something that is really, fulfilling. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that seeking digital validation from creepy men on the internet isn't, isn't fulfilling. Yeah. And that's one of the good things about being a stay at home mom is you have the opportunity to pursue your passions. You know, you have the opportunity, you know, to do things you've always wanted to do without having a job holding you back. You know, there's so many benefits to choosing a traditional lifestyle, being a stay at home mom and wife. And I really wish it just wasn't so looked down upon by everyone. 
Yeah, and it definitely is. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she homeschooled me and my three siblings, and she had time to chase her passions. But not only that, you know, she helped us to chase ours. And I think that people underestimate the the power and the effect that homeschooling has on people. I think it's a wonderful, beautiful thing to have, you know, intellectual freedom, creative freedom, just freedom in general. So many kids don't have that anymore. And it was just, it was just such a tremendous blessing to have a mom in the home for us to be able to study at home and be at home and have a more traditional upbringing. It was, it was a blessing. Like looking back, it was such a blessing. And I just really don't like how people act like, you know, being a stay at home mom is just, you know, it's such an easy, it's like a cop out. Like you're not really doing anything. It's actually a lot of work. And I know from firsthand, like seeing my mom do it, it's actually a lot of work. It is a 24 seven all the time job. And it's a lot of work to make a sanctuary for your children and your husband and yourself. It's a lot of work to, if you're homeschooling, to prepare like coursework for your children and see to it that they see to it and, and to really put together, uh, not just a house, but a home, like a house and a home and to create that environment that's going to be really conducive to raising a, a stable, smart, you know, sane family. And I know, I know deep in my soul, even though I wear like tons of hats and I do a lot of things. I mean, I have a PR company. I'm writing a book. I have a store. I have this podcast. I do a lot of things, but I know that even with all of this, that my greatest contribution to society is not going to be any of this. It's not going to be my work. It's going to be my future family and my children that I raise and send back out into society. Like I know deep down that that's going to be my greatest contribution to, to the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel exactly the same way. Um, stay-at-home moms are just... And, and when people say negative things about stay-at-home moms, I always ask them, like, what do you think stay-at-home moms do? Like, do you think they just sit at home watching TV all day? Like, no, they're working all the time. No vacation days. They have no salary. They're doing all this every day, 24-7, for free. Like, that is a hard job okay most career women wouldn't even be able to do that no they 100% could not do it and it's funny to me just being somebody who worked in corporate America for a while all these women they feel like they're standing on such a moral high ground and they're looking down upon all of the stay-at-home moms like they genuinely feel that because they are sitting in some tiny cubicle or miniature little office somewhere in a musty little building somewhere like that they are doing better than than the women who choose to stay home and raise their families. And that has never made sense to me. I hated corporate America. I was disgusted by the entirety of it. And it's just not for me. I mean, if that's your dream, again, go for it. I, I'm for everybody chasing whatever dream that they have. But I do think it's, it's not good to look down on other people for choosing a dream that's, you know, maybe the polar opposite of your dream. Like if you're a corporate woman and you love your must office and you love doing things for your boss, um, then fine. But a lot of women like doing things for their husbands and for their kids, and you are in no position to be judging them for that choice. It's, and I would argue that it's a better choice just because I've been somebody in corporate America. I hated corporate America. I got out of corporate America and I started my own businesses, which thankfully went really well. And I have to be a person that's outside though. I have to be a person that is with friends and family more. Like I have to be that way. And I've had to kind of create and curate like this, 
environment that I can work in. And it's been amazing to kind of fall into that process for me. But after working in corporate America, it's just very clear that the greatest contribution to society is just never going to be your work. It's always going to be your family. It's always going to be the kids that you produce uh, and put back out into society like that. I know even with all the things that I do, and again, I have a PR company, I'm writing a book, I do this podcast, I have a store, I, I do a bunch of things. Uh, professionally. And I love all of those things, but I know deep in my soul that this, all of this stuff that I do is not going to be anywhere near as important as the kids that I have in the future. And, and when I put them back in, out into society, like that's going to be my biggest accomplishment, hopefully fingers crossed, like that's going to be my biggest accomplishment. It's not going to be any of this. So just, you know, going back to the corporate women and feeling like they're on such a moral high ground, like they're not. And again, you just have to respect people's dreams, respect how people are choosing to use their time and not look down on stay at home moms, just because you think that somehow you're, you're minding your boss is better than a woman minding her husband. Like I'm and not in a, like, Oh, he abuses her way just in a, in a wholesome Christian marriage type way. So I, I mean, I just wanted to get all that out. Cause I think it's important because these women really do think that they're better. And I think they think that, you know, being a stay at home mom is like a submissive role. And I think that that's just kind of ironic. I mean, going back to the whole like only fans thing, like they're doing only fans because they don't want to be like, they don't want to be married and they don't want to be, uh, stay-at-home moms or something. So they're doing OnlyFans, but they're submitting their bodies to these creepy men on the internet. That is what they're doing. Um, I just, I'm pretty sure that being a stay-at-home mom is definitely better than OnlyFans. And I think a lot of career women could do, you know, they could do themselves a favor to think, hmm, do I really, really like this? Like, do I really, really like this? Or am I just trying to prove people wrong and like women can wear suits too? Like, or like, what is it really? I would challenge women to really think about that because if it's your true uh, dream, then go for it. But if it's just you trying to stick it to them or like prove a point, um, maybe reevaluate that. And then the career women who are, you know, serving their bosses, right? And their employers. It's like, okay, you can serve this, you know, employer or this boss or this guy signing your paycheck. You can't serve your husband who you love and care for. You know, it's absolutely ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I think what it all comes down to, though, is this rebranding of the family unit and making it look like something that nobody would ever want. Um, I do think that that has a lot to do with what we're seeing um, as far as like traditional values going down the drain and everybody acting like, oh, why would I ever want a family? Ew. Like I can. And it's weird because it's like a lot. The left is the side that has really, um, you know, tarnished the, the nuclear family's name. And they do that. I mean, in my view, this is a very political podcast, but I think that they do it um, to divide and conquer. Because again, if if they can divide you and they can pull you apart from your family and they can get you to, into a place where you're alone and you're depressed and you don't know what to do because you don't have anyone because you chose to not have a family, like then they can reel you into their groups and organizations more easily. Uh, and because um, you're going to need something to lean on and, and you don't 
all have a family. But it all starts from the smashing of traditional values. And I also want to know, I want to know like the abortion numbers. I don't know, but like, I want to know the abortion numbers of the women doing sex work, you know, like it's just such a, a smashing of traditional values. And I do think that that is where all of this stems from. And these women put on their faces, you know, like they're, I'm empowered. I am strong. I am independent. Well, girlfriend, you are not happy. You are miserable. You are selling your body. That is literally your only place that you have on earth to live. Um, and you are being submissive. If you're trying to get out of being like submissive to a husband or a boss, you're still being submissive to very creepy men on the internet, uh, day in and day out. So it, it just, you know, it's just really troublesome because everybody thinks that they're that, you know, avoiding a family is just going to really give you the freedom to do whatever you want. But it is so destructive for society. Morals go out the window when you don't have people around to hold you accountable for things. And that is just what I think we're seeing. Traditional values have got to make a comeback ASAP as possible, as Michael Scott would say. Yeah. And that's another thing you bring up abortion, you know, now, the abortion rate is higher than it ever was before, right? You know, because everyone's, you could easily just go on an app, you know, at Tinder and, and just find someone to have sex with, you know, and women getting paid to have sex, you know, and then they wonder, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant, you know, oh my gosh, like, you know, and if that can all have been avoided if you just save yourself, you know, stop having sex with everyone. Now, innocent children are being aborted every day because women are, you know, making careless decisions. And they try to say, like, oh, you know, some women were raped, whatever. But that only makes up, like, less than 5% of abortions. Most women getting them is women who were influenced by the sexual movement, you know, out here just sleeping around. And, you know, they get pregnant and they don't want to keep the baby. So this whole thing has led to just, like, a kind of um, a bunch of other problems, you know, greater than, um, you know, just sex work. It's cause and effect for sure. And I mean, my main concern with anything is always the children. You know, what what children are resulting from this? What children are being aborted from this? And it's not just the sex work. Like you were talking about, you know, um, it, it's simple as like hookup culture and finding strangers on apps to go have sex with. Like, do people not think about the potential children that can like result from that and what's going to happen to those kids just abort them all is that like is that everybody's plan like because i i don't understand how everybody's just not thinking about that we need to re-infuse some morality into society because we really are we really are losing ourselves out here um and I think as far as like the sex work stuff, I think that men need to, I think both genders need to like reevaluate themselves. Um, but I, I ideally like men would, would really stop and think, do I want to be a depraved man? Do I want to get on the internet? Do I want to pay this woman to degrade herself for me? Like, is that really the type of person I want to be? And then women need to ask themselves the same question. Like, do I really want to supply this to the creepy men on the internet? Do I really like want to get paid for exposing my body? Like, is that really who I want to be? Um, just think about it you guys like sit down really ponder it i i don't know where the morality went i i don't know if it's coming back but it starts with responsibility and accountability which again a family could really help you with um you you need people to keep you accountable and i i just don't i don't know the answer like to really to to re direct people's, I guess, um, tiny consciences, but we really do need to kind
minor reverse <laughs> reverse ship here and like turn around because we're we're headed in a bad in a bad direction. Um, but I guess like the biggest thing that we can do to help the situation is just for people like you and I to have discussions about this and kind of just give people another view. Like you don't have to be a piece of meat to be a girl boss. I don't know if y'all knew that. Yes, and these women, you know, they claim to hate men and that, you know, men are these monsters and we shouldn't trust them, but they profit off them. You know, they profit off men. If it wasn't for men, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't be making money. They wouldn't be able to have an OnlyFans. They build, these men are paying their bills, you know, and men are also suffering from this whole sex movement as well. And I think a lot of people don't talk about that, you know, you know, now men, Men just aren't masculine anymore, I feel. Because it's like, now we have porn, you know. Men, they don't have to go out and actually talk to a girl anymore because they can just go on Pornhub and, you know, watch a girl having sex, you know. So many men don't even know how to talk to women. They don't know how to protect a woman, like, you know. You know, and some of them think that they're women, you know, like transgender movement. So... Well, what even is a woman? You know, the left can't even tell us that anymore. So they're not biologists, remember. Um, but yeah, I think there there is a purposeful and intentional um, blurring of the lines between masculinity and femininity and the whole transgender movement. I just think that it goes back to the divide and conquer strategy of the left, which, you know, if they can get everybody confused enough, they're going to be a lot more easy to control. Um, so I do think that it is a part of that. And I've, I've I completely agree with you about the whole porn issue. Um, I actually have a guy coming on the podcast soon. His He's made his life mission to burn down the porn industry uh, because he basically, you know, is, is on board with what you're saying with that men don't know how to approach women anymore. They don't know how to talk to women anymore. They don't know how to defend or protect women anymore because they don't feel like they have to. Like they, they, the porn is like a Google search away and they know that. And so they're not thinking about the, they're not thinking about the high cost that they're paying by accessing free porn. Like they're not thinking about what that's doing to the, uh, to their minds, to their hearts, to their souls. Like they're not paying attention to all of that because nobody's telling them to the porn industry. I don't even remember. I think it's like a $98 billion industry or something crazy like that. Um, but of course, like the porn industry isn't going to tell them these things. And of course, a lot of people are too afraid to even delve into that topic. Um, I'll be delving into it, but yeah, I just, you know, I, I do worry. I do worry about what it, the whole sexual revolution has done for men, too. It's done. It's It hasn't been good for anybody. It hasn't been good for women. It hasn't been good for men. It hasn't been good for children. We thought we were liberated. We thought we were free. We thought we were just, you know, having a good time out here. Why aren't we stopping to evaluate how miserable we are and how OnlyFans is being applauded as a wonderful, as a wonderful, like industry for women to go into? We got to take a step back and think about what we're encouraging out here and what we're doing to ourselves when we promote this kind of thing for women. Again, we don't know. We don't know what what women are. And, you know, I, feel, I, I disagree. I feel like people do know what a woman is. I feel like everyone's just afraid to come out and say it because we're just all so scared of being canceled and offending these men with, you know, mental illness who believe that they are a gender, they aren't. It's like, 
we're all just kind of stepping on eggshells trying not to offend anyone and it's causing people to erase what a woman truly is yeah which takes us back to the modern feminists who would probably be okay like a lot of those women would be okay with not even defining the term woman they would be fine not defining the term um which blows my mind because as a quote-unquote feminist you should be for defining the term woman for elevating women real women and for not supporting the erasure of women because that's what's happening and you wouldn't be supporting women going into degrading work like only fans like if you were a true feminist the feminist the original feminist would have been so appalled by only fans like that is such a massive step back into history of of just degrading yourself like i don't understand how that's supposed to be progress um it's just base human just base human behavior and uh, it's just so regressive um but yeah i mean these women they don't mind like these feminists quote unquote like they don't mind and as as women are being erased like they don't care they don't care it's back to the blurring of the lines uh which goes back to the left just dividing and conquering and confusing and controlling no one's doing anything about it in fact they're encouraging it and supporting it you know look at the whole leah thomas situation completely unfair you know and they're the main ones oh leah thomas is a woman you know we got to support her but biological women are suffering our women are suffering our sports is literally being taken away from us and no one's doing anything about it and it's so frustrating to me yeah, and I call Leah Thomas liar Thomas because you just you add the R at the end of Leah and you have the real you have his real first name which is liar liar Thomas you are not a girl so please stop pretending to be um it, and women I mean women's sports are suffering a, a women in general are suffering biological women are just we're we're losing we're losing what's ours and uh, all these men who are refusing to step up and be like hey man get out of the girl sports you know you're like where are the male feminists for that like the male feminists are everywhere to be found when it comes to like abortion rights because they want to use us and leave us and like they want to get out of uh get out of the responsibility of children that they may produce after they use us um but when it comes to like female sports like they're nowhere to be seen none of these men these (laughs) these quote-unquote feminist men are anywhere to be seen when it comes to men uh hijacking our sports like they're coming in and i don't know if you saw but it was a liar thomas standing on one podium area like first place and then the real biological women made their own little swimmers um you know like first second third place uh platform thing and i just thought that that was like a really I don't know. It was just a sad picture to me because it was like the women were just like, I don't even know if they were, you know, cognizant of the fact that they were just making their own true, um, you know, first, second place, uh, platform thing. But it's just sad because they were all huddled together. And then there's this massive tall man right next to them. Like, it's not fair. It's not fair. And I I feel so much more feministy than all of the feminists because of stuff like this, even though I would never call myself a feminist by today's standards. But I do. I feel very, very feminist compared to modern day feminists because they're just not standing up for women. Um, and it's And it's super sad to see. 
But I agree with you about people walking on eggshells these days. And I think they do it in the name of inclusivity. I mean, they clearly do it in the name of inclusivity. Everybody wants to be so, so inclusive that we're, we're literally willing to lie to each other. And that is not empathy. I've said that a million times. I'm trying to get it to the point where people actually absorb it and understand it. But true empathy is honesty, spoken in love to someone whom you want to help. Fake empathy is just slapping a Band-Aid on it, lying to someone and acting like you're there for them, but you're just doing the easiest thing to get out of actually helping them. Um, So pretending that biological men are biological women so that they can participate in biological women sports, that's not empathetic. And it's not really inclusive because it couldn't possibly be truly inclusive because they're not at all like a real woman. Um, So they shouldn't even be you know included in something like that like it's just not their it's not their genre it's not their genre um so anyway uh i i also i mean i think it is the same almost as like black lives matter like lying to all of the black lives matter um donation givers like they stole all of the donation money the founders and bought mansions for themselves like that's crazy yeah, I mean, um, the Black Lives Matter thing was a good point. I'm black, and I don't support BLM, you know, because what have what has the organization, organization ever done for me? All they've done is taken people's money and bought mansions and stuff. They have done nothing for the black community, and yet even knowing this, people are still blindly supporting it. Same thing with sex work, you know. People know the damages of sex work. They know what it's done to women, and they're blindly supporting it. You know, it's like no one's doing nothing. It's like we're just watching our entire society fall apart. And, you know, no one's, everyone's encouraging it. Crazy. It is. And it it comes from a place of just such cowardice. I think that everybody is just so cowardly. I think that I I also think it's an an immaturity issue and people don't want to leave behind their hedonistic lifestyles. But I mostly think that people are just cowards. And I think that people are afraid of being canceled. Um, I've been canceled numerous times, you guys, and I have not been killed. Like, I think y'all kind of associate being canceled with being killed. It's not the same thing. And you can be canceled uh, a lot of times and still stand there and still be strong like you just got to stop caring so much what other people especially the mob is going to think of you you've got to be honest with yourself you've got to be honest with other people and you've just got to speak the truth in love so that people can make better decisions ultimately yeah it's their decision to make mistakes if they choose to but it's your responsibility as a christian and somebody who understands what's right and wrong to tell them the truth and to and to really have true empathy like i was talking about earlier um, you've just got to do that because the, uh, society is just, it's slipping down into just such a hellhole of immorality. And if we don't step up and, and just show each other that there's a better way, we're, we're really in for a bad time. Like you think it's bad now. It's just going to be a really, really bad time soon. If we can't, uh, step up and be honest with each other. I think that people think that ignorance is bliss and maybe it is, but I I really don't think so. I think that it can, it can lead to a lot of harm. So I think we just all need to be more courageous, um, get stronger, get tougher, get more honest, like, and just be more forthcoming with people about things, especially things that are going to be detrimental to them. If we do not tell them, Hey, maybe you want to not do that. Maybe you want to not do that. Maybe you should take a break and think about whether or not that's a good idea. Just think about it. Just think about it. I just think bottom line, we need to stop normalizing degeneracy. Yeah, 
Yeah, and that's the problem. I mean, when you start normalizing everything, you know, morality, it starts to disappear. You know, people don't have no morals anymore because we're just allowing, even now, they're normalizing pedophilia. You know, um, normalizing sex work, you know, we're normalizing men playing women's sports, you know. Um, when you start normalizing everything and saying everything's okay with because you're fearing being canceled or offending someone, you know, we all suffer for it. And they definitely are. I've, I mean, I've been talking about the abortion slippery slope for years now. And everybody was just like, I remember when I first started to, people were like, Jenny, it's not that big of a deal. Like, just chill out. It's safe, legal, and rare. And like, uh, well, now look at where we are. Um, no. And in California, actually, they are trying to, they might have already made it legal. Like, they're trying to get um, it to be where women can, quote unquote, abort their babies up to seven days after the babies are born after the babies are born do people understand that that's actually like actual infanticide like i have kind of hyperbolically called abortion infanticide in the past technically in my mind it is um but uh, technical infanticide is like an infant out of the womb like being killed and so this is actual infanticide what california is trying to do um but this is the slippery slope that you get on this is the slippery slope that you get on when you ignore morality but people are very defensive of their immorality they are very defensive of of not being held accountable for their actions and they're very very um they're very in love with their hedonistic lifestyles and they don't want that to change not for anyone not even their children um so but it it is a slippery slope and it, it all comes down to morality and stepping up as a human being and doing things that maybe you don't really want to do but you know it's in the best interest of uh of your own soul and like of other people to do the right thing so just do the right thing i mean i understand that that can be hard it's hard for me sometimes too but we all have to do a little bit better to i think be more self-aware as to uh what we are doing right and wrong and kind of correct course with the wrong things and i think also just not being so quick to follow the crowd i mean y'all do you remember your mom saying if you're if your friends jump off a bridge are you gonna follow them it's like I remember my mom asking me that and I was like, absolutely not. Why would I follow them? I don't even like most of my friends. Like uh, you just, you really, that sounded rude. <laughs> I was a floater all of my life. Like I was friends with all of the different groups and I just, I, I've just always been kind of like weary of groups in general. Like that's why I was like, I'll, I'll dip my toe into all of the groups, but I'm not going to be a part of any cult. Um, so my point is just don't be so quick to agree with the crowd because you need their validation and you need their approval. Like, don't just be like high five. Yeah. I'm on board with, uh, aborting kids seven days after they're born because you know what? Y'all think that that's cool and trendy and fun. Like, I think that I would like to be in y'all's cool little fun, little trendy, like killing babies friend group. So I'm just going to high five you guys and be chill with that. Like really just step back and think about what you're okay with just because the culture is doing something and a lot of people seemingly support it doesn't mean you have to doesn't mean you have to and the same goes for this sex work and only fans stuff the same goes for if you just are a woman and you're not loving the corporate world you're allowed to not like the corporate world you're allowed to be an entrepreneur like me you're allowed to be a stay-at-home mom and serve your kids and your husband you're allowed to do anything you want that's the beauty of this country
agree. But also don't forget that having great, uh, what is this? This is a Spider-Man quote I'm thinking of. The original Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, um, is the best one. But there's uh, there's a part where Peter Parker is like, um, no, it was his grandfather was like dying on the street. And he was just like, with great power comes great responsibility. And I just think everybody in America needs to know that too. Like, we are a fabulous nation, even with how <laughs> just dastardly of a job that Joe Biden is doing right now. We are still an excellent nation. We are still the best nation in the world. And um, you still have so much power to do, you know, to live autonomously and do whatever you want. But, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And and take that into consideration before you formulate your entire worldview. Like you have, you have every right to believe whatever you want to believe here. But really study stuff, um, study the issues, study religions, like just know what you're getting behind because there's not going to be anybody to blame but you when you are just an adult and not knowing at all what's going on in the world because you don't have a firm worldview and you don't have a firm set of principles and you just don't know where your morality is because you don't have it. Like you, you just, you gotta be, you gotta hold yourself accountable. And I would also say just work on being honest with other people because, I mean, confrontation, that's not even the worst thing in the world. The worst thing in the world to me is just evil. And like, I think a big part of evil is lying. So you got to be honest, even if it's uncomfortable. Mainly, um, to wrap up, I guess, you know, my biggest thing with the sex work thing is that a lot of women go into this because they haven't found their higher calling. Um, and so I, I would... I would say that like the best way to help these women is to help them find their true calling and help them to use the potential that they have that is not just their bodies. Like, so I guess I will ask you, um, what, what is some advice that you would give to some of my listeners if they know some women like this and they want to help them out and help them, you know, find their higher calling so that they don't fall into this terrible sex work trap? Yeah. Well, my advice is, um, your body is sacred, okay? Do not let these feminists and this pro-sex movement convince you that you can just give it away to anyone and that you're empowering yourself by sleeping with any everyone, okay? And it's okay to be traditional, you know? It's okay to be quote-unquote old you know? Because when you think about it, people were way happier back then. People were way back, you know, people weren't as depressed back then. People weren't, you know, as unhappy back then when they lived by these traditional values because there is beauty in it. There is beauty in being a stay-at-home mom, you know, respecting yourself, not giving your body to anyone. I hope that any woman listening to this, you know, you just don't let this feminist movement corrupt you and make you think that completely throwing throwing away your morals and not be canceled is okay not. Yeah, I think that that's excellent advice. And I think you're right about the, you know, the depression and anxiety and mental health issues. I mean, I definitely think that there's a correlation between that and, you know, the complete downward spiral of morality in our culture. Like, I definitely agree with you. Um, can you just let everybody know where they can find you online so that they can find your awesome, awesome tweet that uh, led me to you? Yes, uh, my Twitter is TradBunny, T R A D. B-U-N-I. And yeah, you know, follow me. You can see my tweet there. And yeah. 
awesome. Well, I really, really appreciate you coming on, Kayla, especially on such short notice. Again, I really appreciate it. I think you're so wise, especially for your age. And I just really have enjoyed this conversation. I know you said that you deleted your TikTok, but I really encourage you to keep talking to people about this. And I'm going to keep talking to people about this. I encourage everybody else to keep talking to people about this because I just think awareness is important. Like I think awareness and introspection uh, are important among men, women, and children too, because there's a lot of kids on TikTok and on all these social media platforms, you know, dancing and pimping themselves out. I just think everybody needs to take a time out and just think about what we're doing. Um, even if it's not just only fans, even if you're just sexualizing yourself online, like just cut it out, just stop. Just don't, don't start yourself down that direction. You have innate value. You have innate purpose. You have innate worthiness and you have so much talent inside of you and so many other things you, you could be doing. You have so many other passions that maybe you haven't even discovered yet. So I just encourage everybody to keep encouraging other people to pursue things that are worthwhile and uh, will actually fulfill people. So that is everything for this episode. And again, Kayla, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you for having me.